Hey friends, Kylie here, your host of Dream On with Kylie O'Miller, back for another episode with another leader in the lacrosse world, fellow number 17 who hails from Richmond Lacrosse, and overall inspiration to both myself and so many others. Thank you as always for tuning in. These episodes are recorded from a live Zoom webinar that I hold through the KO17 Lacrosse app and are constructed into this Dream On podcast that you have found here. I hope you are gaining some insight from these episodes from some of the people that I have met through my lacrosse journey that have imposed so much of their wisdom on me. We've got another special guest this week, and I'm pumped to get right into it. Brooke Wilson is a University of Richmond women's lacrosse alumna with many years of accolades to pair with her many memories and locker room stories that she shares with us throughout this episode. Post-collegiately, as so many of us do, Brooke was unsure of her future, and fate pushed her towards building the sport of lacrosse amongst a program so enriched in teaching life's most important values. And this program is called Lacrosse the Nations, where Brooke now runs communication and development and has previously started the first ever girls program in Nicaragua during her time with the program. With high hopes of spreading her wings across many parts of the world, taking the skills and traits that she has acquired through her personal time on the lacrosse field as a player, Brooke is someone who seeks new discovery in her own adventures as well as guiding those around her to do the same. Whether that's the high school girls that she coaches in Maryland, the Colombian national team that she has a coaching position with now, or the youth of Latin America that she works with with LTN, Brooke is inspiring so many to lead with curiosity, courage, and persistence. Not gonna lie, I left this conversation so inspired to do more outside of the little bubble of the lacrosse world that I consider myself to be immersed in personally because there is just so much more I can be doing, and you can even ask Brooke. She's going to hold me to it. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as we did. Welcome, everybody, to another um, Dream On Live episode. We have a very special guest tonight. Brooke Wilson is here with us. Um, my name is Kylie Omiller. I'm the host. I am our runner of KO17 Lacrosse, and I am just really excited about tonight because um, we were actually just laughing before you all popped on to listen to this, but Brooke and I have never met in person. Um, we literally just met over Zoom um, for the first time. We've been emailing a bunch, but um, you know, I think that's what's really special about one, the lacrosse community um, and just the opportunities that kind of present ourselves to make these connections as coaches, as players, as people who work within the space um, and work to grow the game. Um, and then just, just overall in general, like what, what the last year or so has taught us about, you know, just making connections and being able to make new friends and meet new people over zoom. Um, and think we're all zoomed out, but at the same time, it's still presenting some really awesome opportunities. So, um, without, with all that said, I'd also like to give a warm welcome to Brooke here. For those of you listening, a little intro about Brooke. Um, she played for Richmond, Univers University of Richmond, sorry, Richmond Women's Lacrosse Program, uh, graduated in 2016. She was a midfielder, a fellow number 17. I loved, I loved mm -hmm. that. <laughs> um, she's got a bachelor's degree in healthcare studies. She um, was a midfielder at Richmond with three years of All-Atlantic um, 10 All-Conference team nominations. Richmond Spider of the Year Award. Um, she is in her fourth year as a the head women's lacrosse coach at Linganore. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Linganore School mm -hmm. in Maryland. Awesome. Um, and she is the first in her first year as the assistant coach of the Colombian women's national team. Um, something that I'm really excited as well to talk about today. She's also the communications and development director of the youth development nonprofit organization Lacrosse the Nations. So. Um, that's how we got connected and I'm really pumped to dive into it, but Brooke, thank you so much for being here and hanging out with us today. Of course. Thank you. I'm really excited. <laughs> awesome. So before we dive into all the good stuff we got to talk about, um, I always like to start off on like a loose note, just kind of get into like how you're feeling today. Uh, some of your hopes and dreams and goals. Um, so three quick things, we call this off to a good start. Um, first and foremost, something that you are thankful for today. I love that. Um, I have like a daily bullet journal, so I, I haven't written it for today. Something that I am grateful for, I would say, today is probably my dog. Um, she got me up and moving out in the snow when I was working a little too too long. So, um, and I'm grateful for all the snuggles. So, oh, of course, the puppy snuggles mm -hmm. are the best snuggles. I'm a new oh, puppy yeah. mom, so I'm. I, I know. I see. <laughs> Thank you. I see 
you. I love it. Um, awesome. So something that you're proud to say that you've accomplished today. Something I am proud I would have I've accomplished today, I would say it was probably my workout today. <laughs> I had a, a hit workout and I had a lot of bounce squats in it. So I was, I was struggling for a bit. <laughs> they jump squats? Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those will get you. <laughs> those will get you. I love it. Um, good for you. That's, that's really, it's tough to get moving in this weather, right? And it's tough to stay mm -hmm. motivated. Um, mm -hmm. What, I mean, I'm going a little off track here before our third question, but what would you say keeps you up and motivated to keep moving in this like work from home winter weather um type era that we're living in right now uh it's definitely tough i i think i just i, I kind of just feel like i get antsy after a while it's a good motivation to be able to like step away from the computer and take a break so i guess just kind of changing up the routine in the day has been helpful for me at least for sure awesome all right so th think looking a little bit into the future might be like tonight tomorrow but something that you're personally pumped to go out and chase. Um, again, it could be short-term, long-term, something that you're pumped to go chase. I'm pumped to go chase. Um, I have made a resolution for myself that I will be upping my meditation practice. I've definitely fallen out of routine with it. Um, and I know I feel good when I do it. So I made a promise at least three times a week, I'll start that up. So I'm, I'm excited to get into that. Good for you. Um, that is another thing that is new in my journey as well. Meditation, yoga, um, that's on the list to talk about today, but, um, that is really cool to hear what, if you don't mind me asking, cause you brought it up, but what brought you into the meditation space in the, in the first place? Like what brought you to realizing that that was going to be helpful for you as an individual? Yeah. Um, I, I would have to say a couple of my peers had done it um, off and on, and I, I'd heard them kind of express how it was hard to get into. But, um, you know, once they did it, they were just it was kind of like a stress relief for them. Um, and so my grandma always used to tell me, like when I was younger, you know, if I got upset about something, she's like, just take 10 deep breaths to yourself and you will feel better. So I kind of had that practice. And so I think I can only imagine elongating that for more than 10 breaths would be beneficial. <laughs> Oh, grandma's no best, right? Always, yeah. <laughs> 10 deep breaths. I'm going to have to remember that one. I always, I always heard the, the count to 10, right? If you're like mad or something like that, count to 10, yep. um, take three seconds before you speak back. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's a really important thing for especially young girls and young athletes to be able to, to put into practice um, these days. It's so, so much going on, so much stress, so much pressure. So the ability to be able to take those those 10 seconds or those 10 deep breaths could be, you know, life-changing or day-changing. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, let's get into like your, a little bit about your background. I gave a quick intro on like all your incredible accolades and all the things that you do within the lacrosse world, but um, your journey, you grew up in Frederick, Maryland. Um, and I read that you played soccer and basketball in high school, as well as lacrosse. Um, you know, when did you know that lacrosse was going to be your sport and it was going to take you to the next level? And what do you think that you learned also from playing those multiple sports throughout high school that helped you when you got to Richmond? Yeah, that's a good question. I, um, I always love playing a lot, a bunch of different sports. Um, I went to a super small school, so it was kind of, it was very much a social activity as well. Um, but lacrosse, I would say I started in sixth grade. And by the time like eighth grade rolled around, it was definitely a quick turnaround, but it was, it was definitely more than the social aspect for me. Like it was something that I loved doing on my own or like out in my backyard. I found myself practicing outside of practice times. And that was more of like a novel thing for me um, in the sports world, like, and how it related to sport. Um, and it was just something that gave me a lot of passion and motivation. And, um, you know, once I got into high school, I think it was a place where I felt confident as a girl. Um, and as, you know, kind of like an independently operating young adult-ish trying to be. Um, so that was a space where I felt really confident. And I think that, that kind of sealed the deal for me as far as moving forward and, and honing the skills that I was learning on that field and, and hopefully having it take me to the next level. Yeah, I mean, I, I love what you said there because a lot of people will tap into like, with that question, they'll tap into, yeah, you know, I just, I just love the sport, but I love that it, it brought you that confidence. Um, at such an important age, right? Um, I mean, I think all ages are important growing up as uh, as a woman and as a as a girl. I think like 
when you're playing sports, that confidence comes from the teammates around you. It comes from your leadership skills that you, that you bring about your sportsmanship, the things that you learn from your coaches and um, all these other sports that you bring onto the lacrosse field or any other places that you bring it. Um, so I love that you kind of brought that up about your confidence and um, what would you say are like other traits and other things about your skills that helped you find Richmond when you were, when you did realize that lacrosse was the thing that you wanted to, to take to the next level? Um, you know, how did you find Richmond in like your home for four years uh, as a division one player? Yeah, the, um, the recruiting process is a stressful one. You like are never, you know, you know, you're not always sure if you make the right decision or if you're saying the right thing. And um, so there's a lot of chaos in, in like my memories of, of recruitment, uh, at least the recruitment process. And I remember kind of when I did get to Richmond, like stepping onto the campus and interacting with the girls. Um, and it just like this, this feeling of home, like you said, kind of just like washed over me. But I think it was, um, you know, coming from a small school, I, I really wanted to prioritize like personal relationships, not just only on the field, but in school as well. So Richmond's a pretty small school. It's like a little under 4,000 people. So you get like a 25 person to, to one staff member ratio. So I thought that was really great. Um, I, I actually had a teammate above me in, in club who committed to Richmond as the goalie. And that's kind of the first time I heard about it. So I never really thought I would go to school in Virginia. I didn't really think that it was like far enough away for me. And then she was like, oh, why don't you just come to a camp? Like, check it out. Like, we need an extra spot filled. Like, just come and enjoy yourself with the other coaches there. And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Um, and I stepped on the campus and just absolutely fell in love with everything about it. Um, like the campus itself is beautiful and, um, the curls just, just really felt like family. Like it, it was, um, it was novel to me to go to a place and as someone who was not already a part of the program or not necessarily a prospective recruit feel so welcomed by the girls. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, they were, they were very willing to like pull me aside and give me tips or, you know, would pull me aside and say, Oh, that was a great shot. Like as a sophomore in high school, I was like, wow, this is really, it really left an impression for me. So, um, I think all around, as far as, you know, school, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Um, and Richmond is a liberal arts. So I knew that I would get the ability to kind of try different things and see how I liked it. And uh, I just felt like I had a support system there and it was a good level of lacrosse that I wanted to be playing at. Um, I definitely always knew I wanted to try the division one level. And so things just kind of fell into place after a lot of, you know, not responded to emails and, you know, things dropping out of the sky that you, you know, you don't necessarily expect to have, but it all kind of found a place and, and it was great. It was a great experience. That's awesome. I literally, I think every guest that I've had on here, when you ask about the recruiting process, um, it's that exact quote you just said, like that feeling of home washed over you when you stepped on the campus. And like that happens in a different moment for everybody, right? It could be when you step on campus, it was that camp for you and with those girls. Um, and, you know, I think it's tough to hear that as someone who's currently in the recruiting process, like, okay, where is that feeling, right? Like, where am I supposed to find it and how am I supposed to discover it? But, um, you know, I think that that patience and just looking around and finding a spot and keeping an open mind, right? Like you, yeah. you like you said, you never thought you were going to go so close to home um, for school and you ended up having the time of your life. So um, talk about that time of, in your life too. Like what were some of your favorite memories from being in that locker room, some of the special, you know, team bonding things that you guys did. And, um, you know, I always talk about like being out of college. Now, the things that you remember, yes, you remember the wins, you remember the losses, you remember all that stuff, but it's the little stuff, right? It's the little like things oh, that, gosh, yeah. yeah, that inside the locker room that no one else knows about that are going to leave that impression on you or are going to leave those marks in your, in your brain. So um, what were some of those things for you? What was it like inside that um, spider's lax locker room? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. It was a lot of goofing around, a lot of dancing, a lot of really bad singing. I will say that. Love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just a, it was, yeah, it was just a space where, you know, you, you, you could feel comfortable just like being a girl among girls um, and having a shared passion for something like yeah, you know, I, I think especially at the high school level, like sometimes you're afraid to get like almost a little bit too passionate about things like it's not cool or, you know, but in that environment, you could tell everyone on that field, everyone in the team, everyone in the locker room, like cared so deeply about the same thing. Um, and then that trickled into like our care for one another um, and the things that, you know, how we interacted outside of the locker room and in the classroom. So um, 
we had a lot of like different game prep stuff that we would do. Um, we had like self tattooing. So we would do, um, we would think of like a new kind of inspirational thing for yourself every, every game. And you would have someone, it could be someone different. It could be the same person. Every game would write that like in little Sharpie on there. That was always something cool that I really liked. Um, probably the locker room experiences that I remember the most, um, you know, you always kind of think about, oh, you got that really awesome win or you got that really awesome goal and everyone was celebrating. But um, it was in the moments like in halftime or, you know, you know, three quarters through a game or something like that where we weren't doing as well as we could have. Mm -hmm. And you could just see like a fire under everyone's like butts being like holding people accountable too. So, you know, not necessarily pushing blame in different directions, but, you know, me looking you Kylie in the eye and telling me, telling you I know what your best is and I know that you can do better on the field and this is x y and z as to how you're going to get there um god if I could have someone like look me in the eye and tell me that now like that would be awesome you kind of lose that you lose that in the adult world sometimes um and so you know a bunch of little moments put together but just like the directness and the support and you know having someone hold you accountable for what they know that you can be which is the best that you can be um is incredible. It's definitely something I will never forget. You um, transitioned that perfectly for me. I mean, the way that you put that, having somebody hold you accountable, um, you know, and you, that's what I miss the most about that team aspect, that team atmosphere. And um, I think that's what a lot of us have missed over this past year, 2022, um, you know, 2020 also, I should say not 2022, <laughs> the future, but, um, you know, I think just being around that even, even in situations, like I remember too, you know, even in situations you're walking from, you know, to class and one of your teammates decides like, oh, I'm too tired. Like, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't go to class. And like, just being next to someone being like, you should probably go, you know, and just having oh, that yeah. accountability. Like, I know you're a little bit better than this. I know you're tired, get through it. You got it. Um, you know, just having that next to you or surrounding you at all times. It's just like, ultimately pushes you like you don't want to disappoint the people around you um you know and and missing that a little bit in, in the adult world like you said um trying to find it too so like I guess my question for you there is now that you coach and now that you do all these things within the lacrosse world and also outside of the lacrosse world like what do you think are some of those traits that you took from those locker room experiences from those you know accountable teammate experiences as well into the real world Right. Like, what do you think um, kind of translated over in after you graduated from the lacrosse field into what you do now? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I, I constantly find myself thinking back to my student athlete experience when I when I have these interactions now. But like one thing that I'm so grateful for that I think is unique to a team environment. I mean, it definitely can happen in other environments, but, you know, say, you know, I missed a I missed a check and I gave up body position and my girl scored like I, my teammates going to come and look at me and tell me you could have done that better. I'm upset with you right now because now we're down a goal, but then turn around and give me a pat on the back and say, you're going to go and win this draw. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I think I've gained the ability to be able to separate emotion from positive criticism, um, which is a huge thing in the adult world to be able to do and not, not get, not get battened down by someone trying to help you and, and give you that criticism, separate that from you know, who you are as a person and what your value is, and then, you know, what the work is that you're doing or what the action is that you're doing um, and being able to take that in a positive light, adjust what you're doing and then come back and, and give that person a, a high five and, and go on, um, you know, as good friends. Absolutely. Um, separating emotion and criticism, probably the toughest thing that humans have to do, um, yeah. both in team experiences and in life from coaches, from bosses, from parents, from friends, um, and just being able to do that, I think that it would definitely be um, something that an athlete takes or something that differentiates someone who's been an athlete before. Um, I, I've been to so many like different networking events and things like that, you know, during college when I wasn't necessarily sure what my what my job career path was going to be. Um, and any company, any place would say like, we always look for athletes. And that was one of the main reasons why you know, you're able to take that criticism from someone higher up or even someone who might be below you, might be inferior to you, to your position and be able to separate your, okay, I'm kind of, kind of upset about that and be able to be better from it. Um, so I think that's really important that you said that. I think that a lot of young listeners um, are going to appreciate that one.
for sure. Um, that's going to be one that's cut up. Like I said, you're going to say something inspirational. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, come on, already got all the tidbits here. <laughs> so um, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, how we got connected. So lacrosse the nations, I know that this was I actually, when I was doing a little bit of background info on you, because as we mentioned, we just met on Zoom today. Um, mm -hmm. And I saw an article from two of your Richmond teammates who had gone down to um, Nicaragua um, and you were there on your adventure there with Lacrosse mm -hmm. the Nations. And they were just writing about their experiences. And um, it was incredible for me to read. Um, and it was incredible for me to be able to see how you got your your previous teammates involved in something that was so special to you after graduating. So um, I guess, can you give our listeners a little bit of background on what Lacrosse the Nations is and how you got involved with it post-collegiately? Yeah, most definitely. Um, I will say I never thought that I would be a person that is now like Black's life. <laughs> it's a lot of what I do now post-collegiately and I never thought that would be the case, but um, you know, opportunities kind of fall into your lap when you when you conduct yourself well and it, it's worked out really well but so I um I I guess got involved with lacrosse nations first I'll say is a nonprofit organization um and so we use the sport of lacrosse as a way to empower youth instill a value of education be able to increase access to education in under-resourced communities we specifically work in Latin America um, and so we run youth lacrosse programs in communities where um, sports aren't necessarily a big emphasis or just being physically healthy isn't the biggest, um, isn't the biggest priority. Um, and along with that, there's a lot of barriers to education. And so in the United States, you can take the concept of, you know, the idea of sport and education, how we pair it together in a lot of ways. And that's not necessarily how other countries operate. Um, and so we basically use the hook, the, the fun, awesome thing that is lacrosse um, to then get kids into our mission. And so they will come to lacrosse practice and in lacrosse practice with LTN specifically, um, we, we intentionally teach lessons that you learn on the lacrosse field. You know, so lessons that we learned up growing, growing up playing lacrosse as far as, you know, working together as a team, working through adversity, you know, developing that mental fortitude, how to communicate effectively. Those are all lessons that we intentionally take and we put them into lessons in a curriculum that we then pair with lacrosse practice on the ground. So, you know, one, one curriculum topic might be the importance of goal setting in your life. Um, and so you'll talk about that before practice begins. And then your drills throughout practice might all be about goal scoring that day. And then you'll come back at the end of practice and you'll talk about, you know, what did you learn? How can you apply this outside of the field? Um, so that's the basic structure of how lacrosse nations practices work. Um, and then once kids are into the programs, they can then opt into our scholars program, which will give them either school supplies that they need for the entire year, um, or it might give them a university scholarship um, so it's just a way to kind of pair productive extracurricular activity and a support system and mentorship through our coaches with the idea of valuing education that would then hopefully get you onto, um, you know, a track that might be different than the cycle that a lot of our families and our kids are in where, um, you know, they don't finish school, they pick up kind of odd end jobs and just try and make ends meet, um, you know, just trying to instill that value of, of education and personal development. And, you know, there, there are always things that I can keep reaching for. And now hopefully having a support system with that through their lacrosse teams and their coaches um, to help them do that. So that's what Lacrosse Nation says. So um, first of all, an absolutely incredible work, right? And a really amazing system um, in places that one, not only need lacrosse, right? But they need so much more. And I think that's what's so important about what you guys are bringing there. Um, and it makes me so curious and like excited to hopefully get there one day and be able to see what it's all about. Um, because I, I know that I did just like a small bit of work with like a little bit of a campaign, a social media campaign earlier this year. And just being able to see pictures of the kids that you work with and their sticks in their hand and how happy it makes them, right? Mm -hmm. Like we know how happy it makes us here. And how happy, um, you know, it's the sport has made us growing up in our, our lives personally, but to see something that we're so passionate about, um, also spread those smiles in other places across the world. Like, I think that's ultimately um, what makes it all worth it. So um, thank you, first of all, for what you do and for bringing that to the lacrosse world. 
um, and to the world in general. And uh, secondly, again, go, go right into like, how did you, how did you know that this is, how'd you get into it? How'd you graduate yeah. Richmond? And this is where, this is where you ended up. Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of funny. So I, I, I had a healthcare studies major, which is kind of a combination of like health administration and some global health focuses. Um, and I wasn't entirely sure what I wanted to do with that. I, I know I didn't want to work in a hospital or go into maybe like a healthcare career in, in that regard, as far as like being a practitioner, but I didn't really know where my skills could fall in a, in a professional capacity. Um, and I never traveled because I played it at a, at, you know, high enough level where I wasn't really able to do a lot of, you know, summer trips or, um, you know, spring break trips or anything like that. So um, I kind of wanted that aspect in a, in a post-collegiate experience as well. And I had a teammate who was a freshman when I was a senior and her older sister um, volunteered for a year in Nicaragua with Lacrosse the Nation's partner nonprofit, MANA. And MANA is all health focus. So holistic health, um, you know, they run a health clinic, they do public health classes in the school. Um, and so I was like, wow, this is perfect. Like I'll go down to Nicaragua. I'll, I'll, you know, get to feel out what aspects of health that are, you know, I have an affinity for and go from there. I'll come home and like get this healthcare job. Um, and what I didn't realize is when I got there, of course, I wanted to get involved with all across the nation's programs and, you know, fast forward three months, I'm doing like all across the nation stuff um, and loving every second of it and learning so much along the way um, and just getting like my, my soul lit on fire by these kids, seeing them every day, just have these huge smiles and they don't have much, um, but they're like the happiest kids in the world. And it's just, yeah. it was an incredible experience, I would say, just to be there with them um, and you know, then having that attachment to the kids, knowing their stories, and then getting able to see that the impact that the program has, it wasn't really something I could step away from. And um, after a year, it was hard to leave being on the ground. Um, but coming back a position to open up on like sort of the, the US side of things in the communications and development and helping secure new partnerships with teams. Um, and, you know, getting to visit those programs and, and still kind of develop what it is that those kids are ingesting and hopefully learning from. Um, so I've been with them really ever since, ever since Nicaragua, I came home, started working in January and it's been, I guess, almost, I guess this is my fourth year, maybe. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> time, time does fly. That's for sure. Um, and isn't it crazy how life works out like that and how, I think it was, uh, forget who it was who said it, but it, it's the sport. It just ropes you back in when you think you're done with it. Like, you can't get away from it. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you see it and you're like, I got to get involved. I got to do it. Um, okay. So, I mean, just incredible though. Like, I think, um, you know, it just makes me want to like hop on a plane and go see what you do. Um, and I know that you, you have to, yeah. you know, I know you haven't been able to go back in a while, but um, talk to us about that. Like, when is the hopeful next trip for you? Um, and when you'll be able to go back down and see some of your kids. Yeah, I'm like counting down the days. Um, we another component that Lacrosse Nations has is we run service trips, so U.S. players can um, travel with us to work in our programs, help coach in our programs, and then get that culture exchange piece, um, and really kind of get a holistic experience as far as like culture exchange and helping with the kids and and having them, you know, you learning from those kids. So it's a really, really, it's probably like my favorite program that we offer is when we get the U.S. kids and our kids together. Um, but so I will help lead some of those normally in the summers. And at this point, it seems as though we will be able to go this summer. We're, we're planning some trips at this point, um, you know, obviously with all COVID precautions considered, but um, we're planning our first trip at the end of June to Panama. So that'll be kind of like the first time back. Um, so if all goes well, we should be able to get down there and then, and then hopefully I'll spend a good amount of the summer there, which would be really awesome. That's amazing. That is, um, I got my fingers crossed for you guys for the rest of the spring so that you can, uh, get back down there in June and beyond, um, just to continue again. Like I can't say I, the word incredible just keeps coming back to my head. Um, I can't say enough about it. And I really do hope that I'm able to, uh, get on the ground one day soon. Cause I think, um, we're similar in the sense that. I do have that kind of still urge to travel and see a little bit more of, of the world um, outside of what I've seen so far. Um, I know there's so much more and there's so much more that needs to be seen um, lacrosse or not, you know, and if lacrosse is what brings us there, then, then that's amazing. Um, you know, and I think it's, it's really cool to see what you guys have built and um, the opportunities that you're presenting these, these kids is just, again, incredible. <laughs> My favorite word. Um, okay. So 
Um, what else before we move on, would you want, um, you know, Bill across world or even just anybody listening to this episode to know about the work that you do with lacrosse, the nations, or, um, you know, the kids and the families that you get to work with, or, um, you know, ways that myself, the people that I'm around my peers, um, you know, the lacrosse world, anybody who supports it, who, who can help and how. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's so many different ways. I mean, what I, what I will say, and then I think, you know, it's easy to tell from, you know, having a conversation between the two of us, like what we get lit up about, um, you know, our, our programs can always use donated funds. Like that's always a big piece of how we operate, but the most powerful pieces are bringing two communities together, um, two communities that would never be together, like coming together and, you know, not even speaking the same language, but just because of the love of something in common, you guys are able to learn so many lessons about life and about your own life that you may have, you may have never thought about in, in a light without, without having that experience. So I guess what I would say that I, I would maybe love for people to, to think about is that, um, you know, there's so many organizations like this lacrosse related and not, um, you know, maybe shift the perspective of, of saying, you know, we are serving people who don't have resources to, to understanding that and experience with an organization like this really enriches your soul and enriches you. And, um, you know, I would never be the person I am today without making those connections that I did um, and learning like very valuable life lessons from, from kids a quarter of my age <laughs> who are happy with the simplest of things. And they really make you reflect on, you know, what your values are and, and you know, what you spend your time and your energy focusing on. Um, so just knowing that, you know, more than, more than often, more often than not, it's usually you who are getting the, the best experience um, for sure. Um, and then to continue that, I guess, as far as, you know, ways that people can help is, you know, there's always room for like a bigger community. Um, and so, you know, getting down and being able to share like your lacrosse expertise and your passion for the sport um, is able to then bridge all of these connections for these kids who have like, you know, never even thought about meeting someone from the United States and never even thought about meeting a professional sports player in their life. Um, just being able to share those experiences and being on the ground, you know, I know that's not possible for everyone, but, um, you know, definitely like getting your hands dirty and having that personal experience is, I think, um, a huge way to help and it leads to the biggest impression. Well, that's incredible. Isn't it great how we can learn from people who are so much younger than us. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, I can, I can tell that it's definitely had a really important, um, it played a really important role in who you are now. Um, you know, just again, like I know that lacrosse is what connects it all technically. Right. But it's just so much more than that. Um, and that's what I personally love about the game. I personally love about the sport is like you hand somebody a stick who's never had one in their hands and ultimate smiles, right? Um, like immediate smiles right away. Um, and it's just, it's just what goes about, like what goes around because of the sport. And um, it really is so magical. Um, and I am just, again, just really grateful to have you on so that you can share um, a little bit more about what you guys do because it really is so important, not only in the lacrosse world, but just in general for you, for those people, um, for everybody in the lacrosse community um, and anybody who's ever, you know, put a stick in their hands. So um, fingers crossed that we can make something cool happen like that in the future. I'd love to get my feet on the ground. Um, you can hold me to that. I don't know if it'll be within the next two years or if oh, it'll yeah. be the next 15 years, but you can hold me to that. <laughs> oh, I will. I'll be bothering you. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So other people, whoever's listening to this episode is going to be like, so when are you going? I'm yeah. like, all right, all right, all right. We're going to do it. We're going to make it happen. I love it. Um, so what do you think that um, talking a little bit, so this is just like a quarter of what you do with your time, right? Um, and again, lacrosse just pulls you right back in. So I know that you coach a bunch of different programs as well um, on top of what you do with lacrosse the nations. Um, so talk about like your transition from playing into now you're back in Maryland, um, coaching for a high school program and kind of just like that that full circle feeling and um, what it's like to be on the other side of the, of the game and on of the sideline, what it's like to be a coach now. Um, it was very hard at first. Uh, one of like my favorite lines is like, I can't suit up and do it for you. So that was like, that was like, it's maybe not a good like coaching approach at my point in my first couple of years, but 
um it's hard to give it up at first or like maybe necessarily like sometimes you just you got to show someone and you can't really explain it the way that you want it to and like you're, you kind of start to question like do I really know what I'm talking about because like they're not getting it like, but um but no it's been it's been really really awesome um just to you know I think in similar ways to lacrosse the nations be able to work with a group of young people who want to develop personally um, in, in a craft that they're really passionate about um, and to have the honor of working with youth um, that will soon be leaders of their communities to, you know, you're not only instilling values in them as far as, you know, how to pick up a lacrosse stick and score a goal, but, um, you know, you, it, it really is an honor to have such an impression in, in, in kids' lives because what you learn in sport, as we've talked about, are, are values that will stick with you and, and become how you operate within the world around you as, a, as an adult and, and moving on from there. So, um, you know, there's never a day where, you know, it gets hard, you know, you get frustrated because the, the on-team strategy might not work one day, or maybe it's awesome one other day, but um, I never walk away without feeling like, you know, I'm so honored to be in this position for these girls. Um, I think that's the mark of a true coach right there. Um, like a leader leading leaders, a leader making leaders. Um, and I think that's so, so important because that's exactly what you're doing. You might teach them absolutely nothing about lacrosse that day, but you could teach them so much more that's going to take them so much farther in their lives. So, um, you know, I think it's just such an honorable position. It's such an honorable job. Um, and that's exactly why the reasons that you just said. So, um, I love that. I think what, what do you think is, so you coach, um, at Linganore high school, right? So you coach at the high school level, you coach youth with, uh, lacrosse the nations, and you also now coach a national team. Talk about that <laughs> national team, first year assistant coach. Um, you know, how did you get involved with that? And then, um, what do you think is like the biggest difference from coaching at all the different levels and your favorite part about that? Yeah, um, I, I will say I got involved just because of sort of being in the international across community. Um, my, our executive director, Javi, who you know pretty well at this point, he um, is from Colombia and he is the men's, uh, he played on the national team when he was in his playing years and now is the coach. Um, and so we had someone, Rachel Francis, now the, the head coach of the women's side of things, and they just need another hand in. And I just have, you know, luckily I've, I've, I don't have perfect Spanish, but I've gotten some practice in. So I know the lacrosse Spanish specifically. So um, just having that experience and I think having a foot in the door definitely helped. Um, and unfortunately, like my first year, we obviously were supposed to compete in June in Towson and, and that won't be happening because of COVID. So I haven't actually gotten down to work with the girls or see them in person, but, you know, we've done some Zoom chats here and there. Um, I will say it, it's, you know, I have never had an experience competing or, or working with competitors at the national level. Um, this, and, you know, you have a lot of experience in this, maybe you can speak to it, but as a, you know, as a player, you have a lot of control over your, you know, your dedication, how much time you want to put in. As a coach at younger levels, you're kind of, you're helping lead that, encouraging that, you know, you should be practicing outside of, of practice and not just when you're here. Um, and that's something that kind of picks up in your college years, I would say. But um, so now taking like a high school coaching position and going to the national level, you're like, your control over when they practice and how frequently is like totally taken out of that equation. Like it is all up to these girls um, to do it on their own. And, um, you know, that same passion that, you know, we have for as players and we know very well, like they have. And, and um, so I would say like, I've taken more of a kind of not, not, not handholding or not, you know, not micromanaging, but you take more on as a high school coach, coaching younger players, um, but then at the national level, you really rely on those girls and their passion to get better and, you know, them deciding, okay, I don't want to work out today, but I'm going to do it anyways, because tryouts are coming before I know it. And then the worlds are coming. Um, so delegating, giving them information and resources to be able to be successful, but not actually being the one to like enact it and have it follow through. It's been um, an adjustment to make, but a really cool position to be in, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, I think you made a great uh, like reference to high school to college there um, in the same way, like uh, you coaching high school players, now coaching national players, that difference in just like internal drive um, and just knowing your own long-term goals and what I'm going to do today is going to ultimately affect my long-term goals. Sometimes we don't realize that at 
14, 15, 16 years old, right. you know, but um, through college and through playing at the division one level, like yourself and myself, um, it's kind of something, you know, self-taught. Uh, it's also something just kind of going back to what we we're talking about, about the locker room atmosphere, people holding you ac accountable. Like, you know, that the girls to the right and to the left of you are doing it. So you better do it too. Um, and it's the same thing at, at the national level. Um, you might not be in the same locker room per se. Like, I know that's the case for us. We, and I'm sure it is for them as well, you know, on the Columbia national team, like you said, you haven't been able to get down there and, and meet them in person, but um, we did mention, you know, meeting on zoom is pretty much meeting in person these days, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, I think it's just knowing looking again, like maybe it's to the right and to the left on boxes on zoom now, but you know that the, everybody out there is doing their job day in and day out so that when you do get back together, it's going to be all worth it. Um, and you're all going to have that common goal. So, um, you know, I think that's a really, really cool position for you to be in. And I am excited for the 2022 World Cup. Um, hopefully going to see you there. Um, well, no matter what, I'll be there, but um, I'll be there at Towson because it's going to be in the U.S. and that's going to be incredible for just lacrosse in general. And uh, I think having another year, it might be another, like a nice blessing in disguise for everybody just to be able to get to know each other even better on all teams, you know, and create that chemistry. And, um, you know, I think it's going to be a really cool showing to, to eventually see all these different countries out on the field competing. And again, sharing that shared passion for the game. Um, that's what's so beautiful about it. So um, what would you say, um, I guess on the same topic, you know, what would you say would be the biggest differences between, you know, what you see between like a US national team or a Canadian national team or Australia or England um, and versus the Colombian national team and a lot of the other, you know, national teams that we have competing in our World Cup, um, you know, that I myself, like I would love to learn so much more about, like, what would you say, um, you know, myself and, the rest of us in the lacrosse world can do to to move this sport forward as a whole in the, at the international level mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah those are great questions um from from my experience um I mean not saying that I have too much at this point but um you know I think playing at a national level is just so impressive no matter what it is no matter what country you're representing it's you know the ultimate honor um and it's just so impressive to see anyone at that level be able to accomplish and, and work for those things. But I think it, it to me, when I talk to these girls and I, I kind of like see what they're working with, it's, it's, it's very impressive because in those countries where lacrosse is more established, you know, you kind of, you have more resources, you have kind of more of a community to be, to be able to learn from, um, mm -hmm. you know, there's a higher, you know, you have, high, you have much more access to coaches who have played before you. Um, you know, gear, um, you know, the, the latest year, um, you know, clubs, youth programs, people have been playing it since the ground up. Um, mm -hmm. And that's not the case in some of these, you know, countries where lacrosse is really just starting to develop. Um, mm -hmm. So a lot of people are starting from later on, kind of in their young adult lives, moving forward, um, learning the sport, learning how to get good at it, um, and having to really seek out professionals within the lacrosse world um, because it's not as readily available to them if that makes sense and you know like someone in our team who may not have the best English like is you know how how available is is the Kylie O'Miller video that they can look up on YouTube if they've still got to like work through the language barriers and this and that so um, I mean I, I'm just I'm so impressed because it's like you know I, I know that I am very passionate about uh, lacrosse and, and a lot of other things but you know I always question if I if I wasn't, if it wasn't as accessible to me, like, would that, would that passion die out? Or, you know, would I be dissuaded? Um, and these girls are like, you know, they just, they love the sport. It's so novel to them. They're actively seeking out ways to get better because it's not really at their fingertips necessarily. Um, and so I think it just brings kind of like a whole nother level of dedication. Um, and, and lacrosse is a big part of their self-identity, um, you know, representing their, their country and, and having it be so unique. Um, I think it's really impressive. It's a word, I guess. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, everything you just said already had my brain going about like how I can be more accessible to these women and to these young girls in all these different countries. Um, I mean, like I literally, I don't even know what to say right now because now I'm, my brain's just going. <laughs> I'm like, how can I make sure that all my videos 
are accessible in all different languages, you know, and to all these different um, people and players. And um, I think what you said that stood out most to me about that was it, you know, they just have this passion for it, right? They just wanna, they want, even if they don't have the access to the same resources, they just wanna be better at it. They just wanna have the sticks in their hands. And I think that's something that we all share, you know, we all share, again, we all share that common passion for wanting to get better and just play and, and love the sport. and. Um, you can also hold me to that, that I will be doing everything in my power to make sure that I'm more accessible to these girls as well. Um, because I think that's going to be so, so, so important moving forward for the next generation, you know, the next, the mm -hmm. next round and hopefully so on and so forth into bringing lacrosse into the Olympics too. Um, you know, I think that's going to play a huge part in that. So thank you for shedding light on that. Um, for someone like myself, it's, you just added a couple more goals to my list, um, personally. So I love that. <laughs> um okay so outside of lacrosse I know we keep trying to go outside of lacrosse but we, <laughs> Hi. Uh, again I told you it just keeps really in but um outside of lacrosse like we mentioned a little bit before in the beginning of the episode uh about your meditation practices um you told me a little bit about how you love yoga um being outdoors obviously traveling and exploring and you know finding out new things about yourself so um outside of lacrosse who is Brooke? Amen. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I've asked myself that a lot. <laughs> um, I think it is always something, you know, it's always a question that you ask yourself, I think, throughout your whole life, but um, definitely as a young adult and, and kind of just trying to figure out, you know, where your, where your compass is going to lead you and, you know, what direction your actions will take you in and what values you want to be, you know, what, how you want your values to be demonstrated as a person. You try to tie it in professionally and non-professionally and, you know, in your personal relations. So it's always something I'm questioning, working on, honing, um, but yeah, I think, um, I think I've just, I realized I love moments of discovery. I love moments of self-discovery and I love moments of self-discovery in other people. And so I find that um, taking on new activities or traveling to a new place or, um, you know, doing something random with someone who may not be like the best of buddies, but, you know, we have a few things in common, like let's sit down and, and have an awesome weekend together and, and, you know, just have a great experience that um, gives us both fun and you know makes us learn a little bit more about ourselves and how we relate to things um i i think that's important um it gives me kind of like you know enlivens me to have new experiences so um yeah i love to travel i, I love to kind of I, I i found myself to be an empath as i've gotten older like i'm definitely a very empathetic person um and so i i realized that i love spending time with new and different people mm -hmm. um and so I'm trying to prioritize that in things that I do while also still like reserving time for myself to still have like moments where I am reading a new topic that I wanna learn more about or having a meditation practice or, um, you know, taking time to do yoga or working out. Um, I think, you know, being sure with yourself and stable with yourself is only, is the only way that you're gonna then be able to go out and do awesome and better things. Um, so I don't know if that answers the question yeah, or if it's just my mind ramblings coming out of it. <laughs> That's exactly what I wanted from the question was your mind to ramble. Um, but no, it's so true. I think what you mentioned at the beginning of that, and you kind of just went through a little bit of it right there, then and there, like, um, is that self-reflection and just like who, right? Who is Brooke? And when I sit there and I ask myself, like, who is Kylie? Sometimes it's like very overwhelming. It's like, oh my God, I don't know. And I think the cool part about that, like you said, is taking the time to look inward, taking the time to like hang out with yourself, find out what that new discovery is that you want to like immerse yourself in, who that new person is that you want to go spend the weekend with. Um, you know, I, I think that's a really interesting part about it too, is that you can, like, it's always, it's ever changing, you know, mm -hmm. it's always changing. And who Brooke is, who Kylie is, is, going to be ever changing as well. So just kind of like continuously um, taking that inward look is going to be so important moving forward. And I think it's something that a lot of young people listening can can take a lot from too, you know, spend some time with yourself. It's important to write in a journal. I love that you said that too. You have a you have a bullet journal, you said? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess I've been doing it for about a year or so now. So trying to keep the consistency with it, but it's getting better and it's awesome. It's a good practice for sure. 
Yeah. I, I, I'm a huge journaler. I have like three of them, like one in the morning. I have like two at night and um, I agree. I mean, I mean, I'm a big like routine person, so that helps, but at the same time, it's, it's really good to just, you know, check in with yourself. You never really look back at it and re- read what you wrote. Right. But like, it's just good to get it all out of your head, um, and onto a piece yeah. of paper. Cause sometimes when we live in our own head, um, then everything just kind of implodes. So <laughs> yeah. I'm getting it out there is really important, but I love what you said about, you know, knowing yourself and knowing who you are so that you can then know yourself in other situations and with interactions with other people. Um, so, so important. So, um, all right, last but not least, before we get into a little quick finishes segment, we like to end on a fun note, um, a little bit of inspiration. Obviously you spread a lot of inspiration, both in the lacrosse world and just with everything that you've, you've spoken about, um, you know, I'm going to leave this conversation incredibly inspired myself. Um, so one, thank you for that. But number two, what would you say, I guess, is like a piece of advice or something from a mentor or a coach or someone that you've just kind of crossed paths with in your life that has really just stuck with you um, that you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, um, I think it's come from a coach. I think this is a very coach thing to say. Um, but uh, for me, it was it was very simple. And this is one of the tattoos I ended up writing like before every game, but it was enjoy the process. Um, and, you know, for me, I, I worked through kind of like self-criticism and knowing that I could be better. And, you know, if it didn't happen, you know, why was that? And would kind of get bogged in that. And that would maybe lead to another mistake when I just kind of needed to get out of my head. And so um, this is something that's kind of carried with me for sure since, you know, after college as well. It's like, there's going to be moments where like you do not want to work out or there's going to be moments where like you've got to do really boring, like, CRM input for data in an Excel sheet for this job, but um, all of those little things that are, you know, not the best part of this, this stuff um, all lead up to, you know, why it is so great at the end. And so, you know, there's definitely like moments of, of losing games or, you know, having to wake up at 6am for like really hard conditioning. And, um, you know, I just look back at, at college and I, those are moments that they go really quickly. Um, and time seems to be just like perpetually speeding up as I get older. And you look back and you're like, I would take a couple more of those 6 a.m. conditionings to have some of the greater moments of college a thousand times over. Um, so even when you're in the boring or not enjoyable parts of a process, like enjoy the whole thing because it'll be it'll be over before you know it. Beautifully said. I'm not going to comment on that at all because I think that could be a, like a quote book in itself, like the cover of a of a journal right there. Just quote it on there (laughs) I love it um so enjoy the process is something that you took from a coach um is there a piece of inspiration or a quote that you love now that you try to spread um outside of enjoy the process or it could be the same to the young girls that you coach or to someone who might look up to you as a role model yeah I think um I think for me, the way that I kind of gauge a lot of things is, you know, if, if you didn't do something fully, like, will, will you look back when it's done and will you regret it? So I'm, it's kind of cliche, but like, give it your all, like be out here and be intentional while you're out here. Don't, you know, be present um, and give it everything. Um, so again, a very coachy thing, but it goes a long way. Yeah. It does. Um, on the field, off the field, you know, you're given a 110%, you're not going to have any regrets. Um, mm-hmm. so- my parents always told me before games too, you know, like anytime I would come home and I'd think that I played bad in the lacrosse game, it was, well, did you try your hardest? No. Okay. That's probably why, you know, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know if you tried your hardest, you could have 110 mistakes, but at least you left it all out there. Um, and it's the same thing when it goes for life. So um, I appreciate that. I appreciate that you're spreading that to your, to your young girls too. I think they're going to be some incredible leaders. In, in their communities for sure with you as a coach and as a mentor. Um, all right, so I'm excited to learn a little bit more about you in this little quick finishes part of this. Right. Um, so quick little like random little questions just about food and travel and all the things. Um, and then we'll wrap up the episode. You ready? I'm ready. All right, so favorite place that you've traveled to? Mm. Oh gosh, that's hard. Uh... Top three. Traveled to. I can. I can do this. I think. Um, 
I guess it would be, honestly, at this point, it may be Bogus del Toro, Panama. Um, it's where one of our sites is for across the nations. Um, it's an archipelago, so it's a series of little islands that all make up a big kind of county, if you will. Um, but each of those islands has like a very unique culture to it. So, and I mean, they're like 15 minutes apart boat ride, um, you know, but you get just like a microcosm of all of these different worlds and, and beautiful people and um, different experiences at like such a small little place. So, um, and it's, it's very beachy. It's like capital of the, the surfing Panama world. So it's, um, it's not, it's not hard on the eyes either. <laughs> so probably focus. That's awesome. Um, do you surf? I've been trying to get better at it. I, I'm like the person that will like go out and I'll try it and I'll be there for like a couple of weeks out of the summer and then it all leaves me until next summer. <laughs> not easy. It's definitely no. easy, but it's No, fun. but I heard that you're a surfer, right? Um, not necessarily a surfer, but I have <laughs> known how to surf since I was like six, just based on my, uh, my extended family. All my cousins are like really incredible surfers. So uh, we spent a lot of time out in Montauk growing up over the summers. Um, so it was kind of just like a part of those, um, of those trips. So I can get up on a wave, but put me in like four or five foot waves. I'll probably <laughs> run away. It's fun <laughs> for sure. Um, okay. So if you could play a different sport instead of lacrosse, what would you choose? Oh man. If I could play a different sport besides lacrosse. Volleyball always seems so cool to me. I never played volleyball. I like, wasn't really too big at my high school, but um, I'm just like so impressed with how like volleyball players are so like active and they dive and like, uh, I feel like they're super tough. They get like skid marks. I would love to be a volleyball player. <laughs> I think you could have some fun. With I played in high school and it was my second favorite sport for sure. Um, I love that. That's awesome. Okay, go to karaoke song. Oh gosh. <laughs> You said you guys were big singers in the locker room at, at Richmond. I know, I know. Sadly, it's got to be like middle school punk rock. Like I love Motion City soundtrack. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but like back in like the Etni phase. I don't even know. Um, incredible. Yeah, really bad, really bad. So probably like a Motion City soundtrack song. <laughs> incredible. <laughs> gotta get really into those. Um, okay, tacos or pizza? Oh, gotta go tacos. Good one. Favorite dessert? Ice cream. What kind? Oh, <laughs> probably something with chocolate in it, but a vanilla, but a vanilla ice cream itself. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, one band or artist you'd want to see in concert right now? Oh man. Um, I would love to see Lake Street Dive in concert. Ooh, that would be a good one. I can't wait for concerts to be back. I <laughs> Okay, one thing on your bucket list. Drive the Pan American Highway. Ooh, what, um, what, like, why is that on your bucket list? What, like, draws you into it? Is it just the views or is it, is it a specific drive or anything like that? Um, I think it's just, like, you get to hit a bunch of countries all at once. And to be honest, I, I, I considered moving to Panama with my dog and she is a pit bull mix. So I just realized that no airline traveling to Panama will take her because her nose is so short. So that's a, it's a risk. So I also just love the idea of traveling with my dog, driving like all the way down like a caravan. I think that'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, that'd be so sick. Oh, I, yeah. I didn't know that about that rule. Um, I know. It's so sad. That would have been such a cool thing, but maybe it'll, it'll open up a really cool opportunity for you guys to do that. Yeah, I'll tell myself. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. All right. Last two next place that you want to travel to. Mm. Oh, I think I would love to go to Montana. Something okay. about it. It seems really awesome. I love like snow activities. Um, I think Montana would be really sweet. I've heard there are some incredible spots there. Um, very easy on the eyes. Uh, mm. A lot of like really cool lakes and obviously mountains and things. Yeah. Um, all right, last but not least, what's your spirit animal? Oh man, <laughs> my spirit animal. I thought about this beforehand. Uh, I don't know, what would my spirit animal be? I think it might be like a turtle. Okay. <laughs> 
I like it. Why do you say yeah. turtle? <laughs> Just going, like, you know, they see a lot of things, but they take their time with it. And I love being in the water, I guess. So. There you go. I love that. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good, quick spirit animal. <laughs> um that's incredible I first of all I just want to say um you know as we wrap this up thank you so much for all of the insight that you gave not only myself um who I consider someone uh that needs to learn more about the lacrosse world that I live in um every day and outside of it um and what I can do more myself to be better um and to be able to do more um outside of what I'm already doing um so thank you for that and Thank you for all that you do. Um, I think it's so, so important. If I haven't said enough, it's incredible. Um, and I think um, I'm so excited to just move forward and be able to hopefully make some special things happen for lacrosse the nations and a lot of things that you you are involved in. Um, I would love to get myself involved in as well. Um, and also thank you for all the little pieces of advice and wisdoms you threw in today. Um, like, like I mentioned at the beginning, I mean, like we clip up some of these little things and I was like, make sure you say something inspirational. You were like, I'm going to try. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I will. But I think the entire thing was just, um, so inspirational. Like I left, I'm going to leave this so, so inspired just to be a better version of myself. And I think that's, uh, exactly what you were talking about, how you want to, uh, portray yourself in the world. So um, I would say you're definitely being successful at doing so. So again, thank you so much for being here and hanging out with KO17 Lacrosse and everyone who's listening to this episode. Of course. Yeah. Thank you so much for just opening up a space. I think it's important to be inquisitive and to open up a platform for people to be able to hear different voices. And, um, you know, I, I love like your drive to just always be better. Um, and, you know, that message that you send to your girls and to everyone else in the lacrosse community. So um, it's been an honor. Um, it's been really awesome. And I'm hopefully, you know, lots of more cool conversations to come. Absolutely. Um, definitely much more. And we're going to have to go surfing sometime soon. Um, yes, you <laughs> be my, my teacher. <laughs> no, I'll have to bring one of my cousins or something because uh, I don't know really well either. <laughs> but um, again, thank you so much. And everyone listening, thank you for listening. Um, Brooke and I will be doing some special things in the future soon. So you can, uh, you can keep, keep up with that and check in with that soon. Thank you guys and thank you, Brooke. Bye, thank everyone. <laughs>